we found that some of our patients travel far and wide to come and see us. A lot of pharmacies don't offer this service, if any, in Tasmania. I believe we're the only accredited MBIS agency in Tasmania at the moment. We deliver continence products within our local community, but we also do send out via different delivery companies for their MBIS needs. Hi, I'm Terry Backer, Retail Manager of the Terry White Kemmer in Rossi Park, Tasmania, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. Our guest today is Terry Backer, Retail Manager at Terry White Kenmart in Rosny Park in Tasmania. But as you will hear in our conversation today, Terry manages much more than you might think. She is passionate about delivering a very important and perhaps not so well understood services for NDIS patients. Terry has also been nominated for the Pharmacy Guild of Australia's Pharmacy Assistant of the Year Award. And once you've heard our conversation today, you won't be surprised as she is doing an amazing job and going above and beyond in her role. Here's Terry. Welcome to the show, Terry. It's great to have you on today and talk about the work that you do at Terry White Kenmart in Rosney Park in beautiful Tasmania. Let's start off with something easy because it'd be great if we could hear a little bit more about your career journey and how you came to work at Rosney Park. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show, Daniel. I'm really excited to be here. So I finished year 12 in 2012 and started working at a Terry White in Cairns at the age of 17 as a junior staff member. Over the next seven years, I worked hard learning about all the different job roles within a pharmacy, and there are a lot, and became competent at all of these from taking blood pressure, dispensing, stock control, and customer service, probably the most important. I worked my way up through the job roles until I became the retail manager of that store in 2017 when I was just 22. In early 2020, I felt the need to have a bit more of an adventure. And so, I know it sounds crazy, I moved from Cairns to Hobart, and it was one of the best decisions decisions I've made for my career. I saw a job opening at Terry White came at Rosney Park for a retail manager, and I have never looked back. Why would you move from Cairns to Tasmania, Terry? You will be shocked that to hear this. I hate the heat, and so I chose to move to the, one of the coldest places in Australia, and it is truly is beautiful in Hobart and Tasmania. Very good. Well, as you mentioned, you're the retail manager at Terry White Kenmart, and I understand that you have a keen interest in helping patients who are on the National Disability Insurance Scheme, the NDIS, of course, for short. We are all familiar with that. Firstly, can you tell us a little bit about your role in the team and what your job looks like on a day-to-day basis? Like what are some of the key things that you are doing day in, day out in that role? So my job role in the team is to provide encouragement and create a positive atmosphere for the whole team, as well as delegating tasks to our front of shop team. My job role as a retail manager ranges from customer service, shop orders, staff job delegation, encouragement to the team, stock management and data entry. Most recently, I've become really involved and interested in the NDIS space. This role involves conversations with patients and their carers and their support workers about their needs, 
researching products, which is an incredibly integral part of my job role. Ordering NDIS specific products, following up the support coordinators, setting up the patient in our computing systems, and ensuring they have adequate funds for their claiming, as well as claiming myself on the NDIS. It is very extensive job role. You mentioned there about liaising with patients on the NDIS and their carers. What kinds of disabilities are, are, are you dealing with and, and how do you see that those disabilities are impacting your patients' lives? There is really not a stereotypical NDIS patient. We see a wide range of patients whose disabilities range from physical, intellectual, neurological, visual and hearing. A majority of these patients have permanent impairment and are not likely to improve over the course of their lives. The patients we assist with and their families, a lot of them have really hard lives. We want to do our best to try and make their lives easier. The things we are trying to help is to improve access, trying to source more affordable products and doing research to get the best products for them. Ultimately, this impact makes their day-to-day -day living that little bit easier. Terry, often when people visit a pharmacist, they feel like they want to go straight to the pharmacist that's on duty, who's in charge for that shift. Do you find that you become the person that NDIS patients and their carers just seek out straight away in the pharmacy so that dynamic changes a little bit? Yes, absolutely. I have um, many patients that I see day to day that come directly to me to seek out what they need because I was the person they initially saw and I was the person who made that connection with them. They will also speak with the pharmacist when it comes to, say, compounding or uh, medication, but I tend to be the face of their NDIS lives. Excellent. And it must put them at great ease when they walk in and they see your face and they know they're going to get looked after. So, Terry, from what you've just described, it sounds as though you are playing a really important part in the lives of your patients by taking care of some of that back end, that administrative work involved in sourcing affordable products that they need to get the best health outcomes and, and have a good quality of life. For listeners who don't know all that much about the complexities of the NDIS, can you explain a little bit about how it works and the role played by NDIS accredited pharmacies? For example, what would happen or what would be the detriment to patients without those in community pharmacy doing the work that you're doing there? Well, we have really learned that community pharmacy is missing a golden opportunity to better help some of the most in need in our communities. Look, from an outsider's perspective, the NDIS can seem really daunting, but once you break it down and have really good processes in place, it really isn't that complicated. Patients that are on the NDIS are assessed regularly and allocated an amount of money to assist with their disability. Within this budget, patients are allocated an amount to be put towards the NDIS called core supports. This range from assistance with daily life, for example, household cleaning, to assistance with social and community participation, for example, a support worker, transport, and finally, consumables. And this is where pharmacy can play an incredible big role. For example, continence products and mobility equipment are one of the things that we do a lot of in our pharmacy. Now, once a customer informs us that they are on the NDIS, we start the process of understanding what their budget looks like. Most importantly, how much funding they have under core supports for consumables. It's also important for us to understand if they are self-managed, provider-managed or agency-managed. 
Now, I know these terms sound completely out of our normal scope, um, but I'll explain. So, self-managed is where the patient takes care of their own funding. The patient can buy a product from the pharmacy and then claim the money back from the NDIS using an online portal. They do that all themselves. Provider managed is where the patient has nominated a third party, known as a plan manager, to manage their NDIS budget. For these patients, the pharmacy sends through an invoice to the patient's nominated plan manager and their payments are deposited directly into the business's bank account. Now, finally, NDIS accredited pharmacies can look after the final category, which is agency managed. Agency managed means that the pharmacy, being the agency, takes care of doing all the payments. The pharmacy claims for the payment through an online portal and needs to make an assessment each time to ensure that there are sufficient funds and the support is directly related to the patient's disability. We can't claim the things that aren't within their disability scope. In order to do this, we need to determine the patient's needs and how we can help. Often we are dealing with either the patient themselves or their care or support worker. The things we can assist the most with can range from DAA packing, compounding and consumables such as first aid, incontinence, nutrition and mobility aids. For patients living in Hobart, if we weren't an accredited, ph accredited pharmacy, patients wouldn't be able to access these particular core supports using their NDIS funding. Like for example, Daniel, through explaining what the pharmacy can offer, we were able to assist a 12-year-old boy who previously had to swallow 30 Betavit tablets each day. Imagine having to take that many tablets each day. They're extremely bitter, taste absolutely horrible. We explained to them and his parents that we could formulate his medication to a liquid. He now only has to have five mil of this liquid each day and it has vastly improved his quality of life and he's able to claim that compounding on the NDIS. So Terry, in saying all that, do you find that patients on the NDIS and or their carers travel to see you because you are a registered NDIS pharmacy and, and you're clearly taking a, a lead role, a proactive role in helping managing patients on the NDIS rather than them visiting a, a pharmacy closer to where they live? Yeah, absolutely. We found that some of our patients travel far and wide to come and see us. A lot of pharmacies don't offer this service, if any, in Tasmania. I believe we're the only accredited NDIS agency in Tasmania at the moment. We deliver continence products within our local community, but we also do send out via uh, different delivery companies for their NDIS needs. So Terry, we often talk about the role of pharmacists and those like yourself who work closely with pharmacists of being more than just a, a shop manager or a retail manager in the sense that you're not just managing what products go on the shelves in the pharmacy, you're doing a lot more than that in terms of having conversations really with patients and sometimes they can be tricky ones that take a, a, a lot or a little bit of sensitivity. Can you share a, a little bit about how you have learned to approach tricky conversations with patients and maybe even share an example of or two of how you approach those more sensitive topics when you want to dig a little bit deeper with the intent to help a patient? So we treat every patient that comes through our doors the same, whether they're an NDIS patient or not. One thing that is really important with our team is respecting patients' privacy. We ensure when we have sensitive conversations that we take the patients into one of our private consulting rooms. 
We have found that by ensuring complete privacy and by not having a conversation in the middle of the pharmacy for everyone to hear, we have been able to dig much deeper into these issues and find solutions for our patients. For example, we've had many conversations with patients that have severe incontinence issues. We've been able to assist them with the correct products and by breaking down that stigma that surrounds incontinence, they have felt confident enough to book in with our continence nurse and they were able to assist them further. And on that topic, is there any advice or lessons that you've learned that you can share with our listeners who are likely grappling with some of the same challenges? Maybe a time where maybe a conversation didn't go so well and what you learned from that experience yourself? The best lesson that I've learned is to try and relate to your patient. Speak in a way that they understand you. As a pharmacy assistant, we do have conversations with our patients that don't go as planned. Usually I find this is because we are busy and operating with a framework that means sometimes the patients misunderstand what we are trying to tell them. Sometimes we use too much technical language and we forget we're talking to someone who doesn't work in pharmacy every day. Anytime this happens, it's a learning opportunity for myself and our staff. We can discuss where we went wrong, how we could avoid this from happening again in the future. But for the most part, when conversations don't go well, it's often because we aren't speaking to these patients on their level and not truly listening to them. When I think to our interactions with our NDIS patients, and to be perfectly honest, I thought about it recently, we haven't really experienced many negative conversations around NDIS. As the patients are just so grateful, we are taking the time to assist them with their needs where they might have not been helped earlier on. So I'm getting a bit of a picture here, Terry, that you do a lot for your patients. And I'm wondering how pharmacies actually get paid for their work with NDIS patients because you are running a commercial operation there. Can you speak from a perspective of without putting it too crudely, what's in it for me and tell our listeners who may be considering applying for accreditation in their pharmacy, what are the benefits and remuneration from taking on a role like yours? For our pharmacy, it is about having a point of difference from our competitors. You cannot underestimate the importance of offering a complete solution to your patients. Our pharmacy can now assist with these patients and DIS needs, as well as OTC and prescriptions requirements. We also have seen an increase in our compounding, um, our compounding business as well. The pharmacy benefits from not only the sale of the consumables, but also from scripts on file, new DAA patients, regular compounding scripts, and so much more. Once a pharmacy is set up to provide NDIS services, it's important then to make sure that the community knows about it and utilises the service. What kind of marketing and communications have you done there at Rosney Park and what's worked best to let patients know where to find you and how you can help them? Really the best form of marketing for NDIS services is connecting with your NDIS community. This ranges from disability expos, which Christina and myself have gone to a few and have spoken to plan managers, patients and their families, to connecting with those within the industry, such as support workers, local area coordinators. Local area coordinators are the ones that make the plans and much more. Word of mouth within the industry cannot be underestimated. We also post regularly on our social media channels and have found this to be quite beneficial. We have advertising with our store, both inside and outside. 
I think most pharmacy owners would be surprised at how many of their regular patients are already accessing products and services through the NDIS, which they're most likely going elsewhere for. And by simply entering the pharmacy and seeing the NDIS logo, it can start a conversation that benefits the patient and the pharmacy. Terry, in speaking with you, it's not surprising that you've been nominated for the Pharmacy Assistant of the Year Award for 2022. Congratulations. It's a well-deserved nomination and a real recognition of the work and effort that you put in to help your patients. Tell us what has the process involved and, and when are you going to find out the result? Thank you so much. I'm quite excited to be nominated for the award and slightly nervous as well. It's amazing to be recognised for what I'm doing in my industry. Initially, I was nominated by one of the owners of the pharmacy, Christina, who wrote why she believes I should be considered for the award. I then replied to her nomination in the form of a short response as to why I believe I should be considered as the pharmacy assistant of the year. If I'm selected as the state winner, I then go to the national judging workshop where I meet the other state nominees. The national winner is announced at the pharmacy assistant conference on the 29th of October. Even though I'm at the very beginning of this experience, it's already has made me reaffirm my love for pharmacy, the people I get to work with every day and our pharmacy's community. All the best and may the best pharmacy assistant win, obviously, but Terry, we all hope that it's going to be you. One last question for you, looking to the future, I'm keen to know where you see yourself in the next five to 10 years. Five to 10 years, I cannot even imagine that amount of time, but it's coming quickly, isn't it? (laughs) In the next couple of years, I would love to see myself devoting more of my time to NDIS and community pharmacy. I want pharmacies all over Australia to be able to provide this essential service to their patients because, as you know it, we're in the business of helping people. The NDIS is another way to deliver complete care to our community. I would love for my career to evolve to be a consultant for other pharmacies, navigating that NDIS world. I wouldn't be able to completely lose my connections to the community in Rosney Park, but to be able to help a wider group of people across Australia, that would be truly rewarding. I can also see myself empowering pharmacy assistants to think beyond what is currently considered as a typical role in community pharmacy. We have an incredible amount of information at our fingertips to pass on to our patients, to empower them to live happier and healthier lives. Terry Backer, Retail Manager at Terry White Chem Mart in Rosney Park, Tasmania. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experiences and your advice around your role as a retail manager and good luck in the Pharmacy Assistant of the Year Award. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really incredible. Today's episode has been an important window into a particular service that may not be too well known, but for those who need it, makes a world of difference. I hope it has given you some further information and confidence in your journey, wherever you might be at. We wish Terry all the best in the Pharmacy Assistant of the Year Award and may the best person win. The winner will be announced at the Pharmacy Assistant National Conference in Brisbane this October. To find out more about the awards or the conference, head to pharmacyassistance.com. The link will be in our show notes at guild.org.au. Just head there and search for podcast. That's a wrap for this episode. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 104 of the PBCN podcast. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.